With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome in. It is the Friday edition Hardwood Handicappers. Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin in our usual spots. And uh, we have quite the day ahead of us. Can't wait for later tonight. Lakers Warriors is going to be a banger. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we have a lot to recap from last night as well. So let's begin very quickly, Kelly Bidlin, mm-hmm. any goodbyes to the Phoenix Suns as finally we get it done. Our Denver Nuggets <laughs> series bets came in. Uh, I also put a little on the Denver Nuggets money line yesterday to kind of double up a bit. And uh, sure go. enough, didn't have to sweat it. A great call by you uh, that you mentioned yesterday on the podcast that a blowout could potentially take place in this game. And uh, that is exactly what happened. In fact, it was such a blowout that at one point I found myself my wife's on this weird kick where she's watching old horror movies. Mm-hmm. So the other night she watched Psycho, like the 1960 version of it. Yep. Yesterday she put on The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Yep. And can I just say, that movie sucks. Like we were watching it. The first hour is such a drag, even though it's got like a 90 plus Rotten Tomatoes. And I found myself watching that more because she had it on the other TV. <laughs> Then Nugget Suns because it became such a blowout. Yeah, it was. Uh, I made it through um, mo- almost to the end of the third quarter. And then I about when I texted you is when I started tapping out. So I don't know yes. when that was, but yeah. about when I texted you when I was on the fringes of like getting out of this thing. Well, I think that was still end of first half, right? Or maybe beginning of right second around half. halftime. Yeah, yeah, but it might have been right beginning of second. But yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm with you. I was doing. Uh, I was doing. Other th- I was asleep before the game was over. I, I was I was thankful actually it was that big of a blowout I was like good I can catch up on a little bit of sleep, um, but yeah it was uh, I the only reason and the only reason I mentioned that on the pod yesterday was just because we hadn't seen right yet a game where Durant and Booker honestly were either one of them played poorly or subpar but mm-hmm. or and definitely we hadn't seen one where both of them had right and that's you know essentially what we got yesterday and you know we've always brought up these depth concerns for the Suns. Obviously you get a huge game out of campaign, 31 points on 12 to 16 shooting. That's pretty incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, outside of that, you're not really getting much, right? And, and you no know, DeAndre Ayton, uh, bruised ego or ribs, or whatever. <laughs> um, like, you know, it's, it, it, you finally ran into that game and the Nuggets become too much. I, I mean, they got, they got contributions from, 
it, you know, a little bit everywhere. You got what you're, what you're supposed to get out of Jamal Murray. You got what you're supposed to get out of, out of Nikola Jokic. And yes, he had a great game, but that's what kind of what I expect out of Nikola Jokic these days. And uh, you got your guy off the bench to have a good game, Bruce Brown, right? So yep. um, kind of all the, uh, everything fell into place for the Nuggets last night. Sends this uh, series. This is toast. I am, I'm glad we get to see the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. I'm down for at least one more series of watching this team. Oh, and, and again, a second series for Nikola Jokic, or a second time for Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray to get to the Western Conference Finals. That was yeah. that weird narrative that started to take place during the MVP stuff where Twitter makes disingenuous arguments about things, and people were saying that Nikola Jokic didn't have postseason success, even though he had already made it to the Western Finals before and had a better playoff career record than Joe Embiid at that point. So it's good to see him back at a big stage to get a crack at going to the NBA Finals. And he's been playing awesome, man. Like, that's the other thing. You know, I mentioned that with you and, and Gil on the numbers game today. Like, he's he was the best player on the court in that series. He was averaging, what, like 35, 10, and 8 or whatever it is on ridiculous shooting. He he has been tremendous, Nikola Jokic. He has been the barometer, like the steady barometer for them throughout this entire series. And it'll be cool to see him move on. You mentioned Aiden. So just uh, just yeah. a, couple, a couple things to put it, you know, kind of in, in historical perspective, right? Jokic joins LeBron James and Russell Westbrook as the only three players in NBA history to have averaged a 30 plus point triple double in a playoff series. Oh, he so, got up to a triple double. I didn't realize that. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 30 plus point triple double averaged in a series. Yep. Him, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, the only guys uh, who have done it. And then there was one more. I wanted to see. Okay, how about this one? This is from Tommy Beer. In this series, Jokic made more three-pointers than Durant, shot a higher percentage uh, from three than Durant, and averaged twice as many assists as the Suns' point guards. That's awesome. Oh, and averaged 13 rebounds. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. <laughs> how, like, that's why I don't know how you watch this guy and say, like, he's not that good. Like, I, like, I don't know what to do for you anymore. It, I don't know it, it's all, it's only the people that are like, it's like they, they just, it's just the athleticism, right? It's the fact that right. he, that he, he runs down the floor with his mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's stumbling <laughs> and bumbling. And yeah, like, I right. get that part. Like, he's, he, he's not the most beautiful looking athlete on the planet, but yeah. he gets the job done, man. Yes. Uh, yes, he does. And we'll have, uh, We'll have our goodbyes maybe in a couple of months for the Phoenix Suns. But I will say this. This is the note I would leave anybody with the Phoenix Suns. And I, I think this is such – this is why I bet against them in both series, right? I bet, bet against them with the Clippers, which, by the way, if they're healthy, the Clippers are winning that series. Um, and again, here with the Denver Nuggets, Kelly, it is such a good lesson for anybody out there. Sample sizes and the like the the the, the – what's the word I'm looking for? The depth, I guess, of those sample sizes matter, mm-hmm. Right. Everybody was chalking up Phoenix as the best team to ever be constructed because they were putting up insane numbers against terrible competition with eight games worth of data in the regular season for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And it's such a good lesson to not overvalue a team based on such a short sample size. You can talk about, you know, time to build, whatever it is. At the end of the day, this team, the second they were created, odds on favor to win the Pacific, they didn't do it favored to win the Western Conference. They didn't do it. They were terrible against the spread throughout this entire postseason. This is a great example of the market overvaluing a team based on a really short sample size, and it should be a very good lesson for anybody out there who went all in on Phoenix that you need more depth to your data if you're going to buy in on a team like this, and it's something I just didn't get with Phoenix. Yep. Um, no, you're absolutely right. We've talked about it a bunch on this pod before, but 
Uh, I will say, look, despite despite them losing this series and them exiting the, the playoffs in, in round two, um, I think they will make plenty of moves this summer. They will be the favorite to win the West next year and absolutely deservingly so. I expect this roster to have uh, a pretty a pretty major overhaul. And I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do with pieces like DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, if you can move him with that contract, uh, it's already been out there like twice today that he, he's gone. He's essentially, right, gone. Right? yeah. Like yeah. that's where it, it's, it seems like there are suitors lining up. So I don't like at JVT. I wouldn't, to me, I, I, I wouldn't think twice about it if I was Phoenix, <laughs> it would be yeah. all right, whatever I get, whatever the best package I can get back for great, pull the trigger. Let's redo this roster, get some pieces that fit better with Booker and Durant. You're going to roll into next year. I think deservingly as a favorite and they're going to be a tough team to beat in the West. Yeah. You put it really well. I, I always, I keep giving you credit for this, but uh, the line of it, you just, you need one more transaction cycle. Yeah. One more transaction cycle will help you out free agency. You can acquire guys and you know, it's, it's interesting, Kelly. I don't know the intricacies of this, but with that new cap rule and how that works with like the skirt in terms of like the cap that becomes a little bit harder once you reach a certain point in terms of spending, how that affects the Phoenix Suns, it's already affecting teams like the Clippers and others. So we will see if that will be um, something that holds them back. Before well, that's we- a good Go point, ahead. though, But because you, you do have an owner. I hadn't really thought about that. But the, with the ownership change, you got an owner who has even more money in there. Right, <laughs> but the new CBA actually limits that. Right, that's that's the whole interesting part about the skirt. It like it about almost the gives luxury you a, tax. Yeah, they say there's the luxury tax, but once you reach a certain point of spending, they call them skirts. Mm-hmm. Like then it becomes like almost like a firm cap where you can't do anything, okay. and then you don't get like your exceptions. You don't get you don't get all the little things that some of these teams use to like build around the edges when they spend right. so much money. You get those taken away from you. So that's, that's going to be. Okay. Yeah, like the teams like the Clippers, the Warriors, the Bucks, all these teams have some interesting questions to ask and to navigate as they kind of move forward here in this offseason once they get there, in case of the Golden State Warriors, if they do, um, because of that. But that's I'll have to read up on that and get some exact ones because I don't want to bloviate on something I'm not entirely familiar with, but I know <laughs> yeah, that that's... I, I, no, I don't, I, I don't know all the details on that either, so yeah, I'll have to read up on that too. Before we get to uh, the other game last night, a reminder to check out Juice Reel, an exciting new innovation in sports betting. And it's not just another sports book. I know there's a ton of those. It's not like a maxim bet type thing. Remember that? Uh, if you haven't heard yet, Juice Reel is a free tool that you should be using that will revolutionize the way you follow your bets and make betting decisions. Must-have app lets you connect your betting accounts from wherever you bet, and all your betting history automatically loads in really easy. And it's not just a bet tracker. It actually tracks your habits as a better as well. So you can learn from those too. Analyzes data from its entire user base as well to help you bet even smarter. Check out everything it has to offer for free. iPhone or Android, go download Juice Reel. That's Juice, R-E-E-L. Every sports better in all 50 states should be using Juice Reel. Okay. They blew it. The Philadelphia 76ers blew it, but here's the thing. And I this is the big point. And we mentioned this on a numbers game earlier today. If, wherever you get your podcast, go check out the best, best feed. It's up there. The change in the starting lineup with Robert Williams. Now your new front court of Robert Williams and Al Horford. And what happens, Kelly? Defense all of a sudden comes in, locks everything down, and you're able to escape because your defense looked a lot better, even though your offense was absolutely abysmal and Tatum was abysmal throughout that entire, what, three quarters. But this is something that you and I had hit on, right? This is the big difference from this year's team to last year's team was that Robert Williams was playing like 20 minutes off the bench, was not the guy that he was prior to the injury, and they weren't using him the same way. Well... Now you put him in the starting lineup, and all of a sudden, what happens? That defense, I don't know about you, looked pretty familiar Ooh. last night. Yeah, it did. It sure, yeah, familiar is the right word. Yeah, it looked looked like the defense we expect to see out of the Boston Celtics. I 
I don't some of these stories about it too. Like, man, Joe Mazzola might really be in over his head. But yeah, you finally get the, the like what there were literally stories about like the players were asking to put Robert Williams back in the lineup. Like that's, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Especially when like that that was that was what got them there last year, and right. he was on that staff. You know right. what I mean? Like he yes. was there, he saw that, and for for him to wait so long to pull that card is pretty surprising. I I yeah I I think it's shocking. And and if I mean. Man, this guy might end up. I, I know I've been pretty hard on him. They lose this series. It, it might get really ugly with Missoula. Like, I, I don't know. Like, this is I, like the regular season doesn't matter when you have this type of team. Like, it, it's about playoff expectations. And like, you were, you had much grander expectations than making it past the second round. Um, and like, I'm just thinking, like, a lineup change like that, when we're sitting here thinking, why the heck didn't you do this earlier? Right, and, and let's say they happen to lose game seven. All That's all we're going to be thinking about is why mm-hmm. didn't you make this move earlier? Um, so, I, I, I don't know. Yes, it worked out great. Um, look, Tatum continues to have problems. I, I, I just still, like, the 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 trust, man, is just not there for me, though, still with this team. You know, like, I, I don't I don't trust. I can't trust the stars. Um, I can't trust the head coach. T- yep. Tatum, Tatum's going – he just – I mean, last night was a perfect example, right? You can get three quarters where this guy is completely out of it, still chucking up shot after shot, and just looks god awful. And then, and then he saves them in the final quarter, right? Like that is Jason Tatum in a nutshell. He's a very streaky shooter. You can get like that, um, you know. And then Jalen Brown, who I often talk up, it's dude. At some point, you got to be more aggressive yourself. Like this is, you are the number two on this team. Marcus Smart should not be taking more shots than you. He should not be, like, especially when you guys are roughly shooting as efficient as you are uh, as each other. Like, he should not be taking more shots. You should. You need to be demanding the ball more. You need to be, uh, you know, uh, starting the offense more with yourself. Like, it, that stuff drives me insane, JT. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. Sometimes it just feels like Brogdon, Horford, Smart are picking up too much of the slack for what these stars should be. A- and it's hey, it's great when you have a great bench like they do, and the great depth that they do, and these quality players. Nobody else can say that they have a Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench, right? Like it's an mm-hmm. amazing player to have coming off the bench, but still, like it, superstars win games in playoffs. So some numbers for you. So the starting lineup last night: Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, and Robert Williams. Those five on the floor together last season in the yeah. regular season, a plus fourteen net rate a defense of 100.6, and um, actually, no, excuse me, that was just with Al Horford and Robert Williams. Those starting five last year had a plus 24.3 net rating and a defensive rating of 94.8. That was last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get to this year in the regular season with with Robert Williams and Al Horford on the floor together, a plus 14.5 net rating and a 105.9 defensive rating. Like, this is exactly what you were looking for, man. Like, this is what you need. This has been something that the returns so, have been incredible. And to your point, I've been kind of not pushing back, but I've always felt like the Missoula stuff was like, calm down, right? Like, let's see. Like, they, they got the best record. He changed their offense. Maybe we're overreacting. The clutch issues, as we've talked about, stretch back to last season. So maybe it's not a whole Missoula thing. But to your point, to have this lineup staring you in the face, one that got you to where you went last year, and you don't implement it until the players go, Hey, Joe, you think maybe we can go back to what we were doing last year? That's a little bit of a problem. 
It's it's crazy. No, I know. And it's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think, I know I feel, I feel like I'm piling on him too much myself, but it's the, it's the lack of trust, especially in the game situations, but that that's, it's the combination of him and the, and the star players on the court, right? It's the, it's the leadership on the court that I'm like, I, I just, I don't know what they're doing sometimes. Um, even just, even if you want to just look at simple on off numbers, cause I pulled this up earlier, like Robin Williams, like, I'm like, has he just been way worse this season than I think he has? No, there's still nope. plus plus four, seven points better with him on the court than when he's off. That's just during the regular season. Like, is it slightly down from a year ago? Yeah. But then, okay, so what was the number you said when Horford and him are on the court? Horford 14? and him on the court, yeah, for plus 14. And then in this postseason, when they're on the court together, plus 7.6. That includes last night, Like, that's obviously. insane. Like, yep. so it's not even like – like, I'm sitting there this morning talking about how, like, you got to be playing Robert Williams. Like, no, like, you got to be playing both of them. As long, yep. as, long as you have – unless you're going up against a team where you could roll two big men out like that against, which you can with Philly, like, you got to play those guys. That mm-hmm. has to be your front court. All right, really quick, let's take a break here. On the other side, we'll get to Game 7 for this one. And look ahead to that because we're not going to be on by the time that thing tips off this weekend. We'll also take a look at later tonight. And got to tell you, I was really surprised by where the market decided to open this game and the way it dragged its feet on this Game 6 matchup between the Lakers and the Warriors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So game seven, Kelly, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, I told you guys this when I was on a numbers game. It's not a bet I will necessarily make. I have not decided what I want to do yet. Again, I still have this Eastern Conference, or excuse me, uh, NBA Finals ticket on the Philadelphia 76ers. I think I might just try to root this thing home. For game seven, we have a seven, seven and a half point spread, depending on where you shop. We'll call the consensus number seven now with a total of 202. It's pretty low. But as I told you guys, Am I wrong in thinking that, hey, look, so before I felt that Boston was overvalued by the betting market, clearly, right? Because you had seven and a half, they weren't covering these numbers. They were looking, you know, the, the market had overvalued them. But you have a tangible change in that you changed your starting lineup. Mm-hmm. 
and that is good enough for me where you're like, okay, that's something different yeah. that'll change the way that you play in your statistical output. You could argue that it is an upgrade considering how good the returns are on that lineup. Now I can find myself being like, you know what? They should be priced as a seven and a half point favorite at home in a game seven. Yeah. So this is, and did you bet it already? Or you're going to, no, bet I have. So like I said, I haven't yet. I still got this Philly thing and I okay. just kind of want to root it home or although I might, I might take a piece of like Boston minus seven or seven and a half or just look in game. It's not a true hedge, but just to yeah, get yeah, something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think everything, everything you said is fair, accurate. People should be keeping that in mind. I, I, I think this spread is not the same, you know, as what it is, was in game five because of a change like that. You need to factor that in. You're absolutely right. Um, JVT, just what I've seen end of game scenarios with this team, I just I can't get there on a bet on a yeah. side. Like it would be, it would be Celtics, I guess, or pass for me here. But I I'm not I can't lay this these kind of points. Maybe the problem is even I was thinking about this earlier today because Gil was pressing me on it. It's like okay, we're well, going to get involved in game. I don't even know if I'll get involved in game because what are we talking about if we're if we're talking about getting involved in game it means I'm probably getting involved. Or if, if you know it, how I typically do in NBA live betting, usually I'm look. Um, it would be usually mean that the 76ers are up, and I'm hopping in on the Celtics to get a better number than what the pregame number is, like in the second quarter or something. So then I'm asking the Celtics to come back, and then if they are leading at the end, you're assuming they're not going to have a monster lead. So it puts even more of an emphasis on those end game situations and, and play calling and scenarios, right? That I have such major concerns over. So. I don't think I'm going to touch the side at all in like the total. Yeah, of course. I, w- I want to lean over 202, 202 and a half. Like, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I lean over that. I, I'm not going to play it though. Like that defense looked a whole lot better last game from Boston. And I don't really know that we can, like, I think we have a floor to work with a little bit with what that Boston lineup looks like. Mm-hmm. We, I don't really know that we know how good that Boston lineup can look yet. Wow. Right. Like, you know, like we can go back to last year. But, like, we haven't seen it a whole ton recently. Like, who knows? Maybe this team looks radically different mm-hmm. uh, next game as well. Uh, according to Bard, you know Bard? You know my guy Bard? Yeah. Uh, Bard tells me that since 2003, there have been 28 game sevens in the NBA playoffs. 20 of those have gone under the betting total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds I, about I mean, right. it's a thing. Yeah, it sounds yeah. right. Like, wh- what's the adjustment in the total? What, what, so it's, uh, two, it's from like 212, 213 to 202. Right. So, I like, I, I mean, I know it seems excessive. Like, that's like, but. Yeah. Especially when you were at a series that was already. So people might think, oh, it's 11 points. It's not that big of a deal. But in a series where the total average was like 213 and a half, to go down 11 points is a lot. It's a lot. In yep, terms of percentage, where we were at with this series already, and that's and that's what I'm saying. I'd I I, I still lean over, but yeah. I'm not betting it because right. Of it, right, like it is. You don't want to be sitting there with an over on a game seven and watching them walk the ball of the court every possession and being right. like, God, <laughs> dude, come on, like, yeah. it, it, run it, one time. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be like, where's that guy's defense been this entire yep. year? Like, well, 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 be a game seven playoffs. <laughs> I uh, I tend to th- I'm, I'm I tend to I'm. I'm kind of falling more in the camp now with their with this new lineup because it just changes everything. Like Derek White it, coming it, back it off of the really bench, does. and it, now it really and think about this. Now the difference between this year and last year because now that you're back to your starting lineup, Kelly, it's not even just that it's like the same it was last year. You mentioned one of the other key pieces. You didn't have Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench last year yes. with Derek White. It, it's a really big difference to shift Robert Williams back into the starting lineup. You have everything that you got in terms of that starting lineup 
plus a better bench piece in Malcolm Brogdon instead of, you know, well, and I think he got injured pretty quickly if I remember correctly, but like Danilo Gallinari, right? Like that's a really yeah, big, yeah. the really big piece for the Boston and, Celtics. And look, they played, you know, they played seven guys last night. I mean, Grant Williams didn't get in the game. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't even notice that. D- yeah, DNP. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know that I'd expected that to continue, but if you, if, the options that you have, especially against the 76ers team, right? If you play both those bigs in the starting lineup, then after the start, right? And after the start of the second half, you can kind of rotate, right? When Embiid leaves the court, when the 76ers go small, fine. You can downgrade to your smaller lineup, take one of the, one of the bigs goes to the bench, right? And Derek White or Brogdon come in the game. So I, I think it just leaves you, it leaves you with more options too of how to, how to, how to make that rotation work. Let's move on to tonight. I feel bad. I don't have that much interest in Miami, New York. I just, I'll say this. I just feel like we shouldn't be as high as six, six and a half. Mm -hmm. There's no need because Miami's at home to inflate this number as high as the market is. And I get it like Emmanuel quickly. It's probably not going to play again, but that just doesn't make much sense for me to increase this number this much when they were four, four and a half point favorites in the games, three and four in Miami. So if there's like, value per se i would say there's value in betting new york but are you going to bet on the team that needs jalen brunson to play 48 plus minutes 48 plus well if it goes overtime it could be 48 plus to play 48 minutes score 38 points on efficient shooting just to barely get by them back at home i just i i I understand not wanting to bet on new york but this number is inflated so i i couldn't help help it this morning It, it got to a point jvt where it, there was a seven and a half at MGM here. Get out. I missed that. So you bet yeah, that's a good. I, I, I was like, I got to take a piece of this. Like, this is getting absurd. Like to your point, it, it is the, you're, this is getting absurd. And it, it's two teams that I, I, like there is. And I, I know I've heard a couple of people that are really heavy on Miami tonight. I get it. Like, this is the spot for them to close this thing out. You're dealing with a Knicks team. that's banged up man. Like you said, Emmanuel quickly, probably not going to play again tonight. But I'm just – I, I think I've said it on the pod before. I've definitely said it on the numbers again. I just don't know how many times I'm going to come on here, JVT, and say I'm backing the Miami Heat. <laughs> like, for the rest of the postseason, no matter how long they're in there, I just – I will not be able to get that regular season out of my mind completely. So then when I see a game like this where it's, okay, you are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in a game where, like, we know this total is going to be low. Right of of the total score, the total, the betting total already already to two oh two oh seven two oh seven and a half. We know that's low, but like what is the, like this this game does not have the potential to turn into a 130, 125 shootout. Like mm-hmm. these two teams don't do that. Like they don't really do that. So yeah, I, I just when you're talking a, a total that that is that low, it makes every point a point spread even more valuable. Seven and a half. I couldn't pass it up. It's not a big bet for him. It's a small bet tonight. Honestly, with the number out there right now, I probably would, I wouldn't even have bet it at six and a half. Like it is basically blanketed everywhere. I they got over seven though. I couldn't help myself. I had to take a small piece. No, that's a good one. I didn't notice that it had gotten to seven. So no, yeah, we were in agreement there. It's not. Yeah. It's it's one you really like there. it. Yep. I don't even really like but it. I just felt to. I had to do it. Yes, I yep. just felt I had to. <laughs> so not to that degree, but I almost felt obligated. I did. I did lay two and a half as we transition with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I just thought it was more of like, look, I think the market is, I was surprised at how the market handled this. Uh, unless we're missing something with Anthony Davis, I don't know why it opened up two as opposed to just three and a half where it opened up for both of the previous yep. games. 
And I don't know why the market is not factoring in Andrew Wiggins' injury. It's not. It's just flat out not factoring it in. And that is very confusing to me. And it's starting to eke in the direction of the Los Angeles Lakers. But the only reason that I bet it is because I just, I don't think the market is adequately pricing the fact that Anthony Davis is going to play. And the fact that Andrew Wiggins has fractured rib cartilage, whatever that means. And that LeBron James, if you're smart, and he is, is going to post that dude up as often as possible and try to just back him down and throw his giant torso into him and make him feel every bit of that that fracture is he not yeah i was we were we were kind of uh, i was kind of laughing on a numbers game this morning because you said you said almost verbatim exactly what i said about it like first segment where i'm really? like yeah 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 where it was like like this, just, i'll add on like this wiggins injury we don't we we don't know look we, this this game could be played and maybe it looks like nothing or it could play out w- even way worse than you're talking right mm-hmm. like that, he gets out on the court well, maybe I don't know. Maybe he doesn't even play, but I'm That's assuming he. I'm right. assuming he's playing, right? Assume he plays. LeBron James, AD. Every time you are working to get get make Wiggins somehow have to play down low, and yes, you're just bang, 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 bang into him, right? And it's you're, you're screening him, you're posting him up, you're doing everything to create physical contact with him. Yeah, and ev- and eventually, like the towel, like there's a chance the towel gets thrown, whether it is by the medical team or by him. I'm like I am in too much pain. I cannot, I mean, and then it's, it's, that's on the defensive side, right? JVT, how, how does shooting work with a broken rib cartilage? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Do you, you yep. not feel any pain in your shooting motion when you're, when you're dealing with broken rib cartilage? Cause sure sounds like I would feel some pain doing that. Um, so I did the, this is, this is such a weird betting game for me. So I took, what did I take? Three with the Warriors when it opened. No, no, it's two and a half, two and a half. It was two and a half. I took with the Warriors when we didn't really know what, what was going on with AD, right? And I've sat on that, sat on that, sat on that. Then we got this Wiggins news, and then I laid two, I laid two and a half back with the Lakers today. Um, not to just buy off my position, but I actually went a little over the top with it. I because I, I started thinking more about that. I think you're I think I think the market is not accurately factoring the Anthony Davis news. And then there is potential for this Andrew Wiggins injury to be like extremely costing to them. Nope. Especially like just getting back to the offensive side of the ball, JVT. He's one of the guys that's played some of the most consistently good basketball during this series for the Warriors. Oh, he for a team that like the quiet story about their late the Warriors throughout the series, they haven't been able to shoot again. Their right. shooting has not been consistent. He's he's shooting thirty seven percent for the series. He's their most consistent shooter. And now he did miss a couple of wide open threes yeah, in that game four loss, where it kind of made you pull your hair out, like bro. Right. You're, you got to hit those. But at the same, same time, size, to your point, sample yeah, size. But, so, yes, small sample <laughs> size. I always wanted to point that out to anybody who's listening. Like, he didn't hit those shots. Right. Like, yes, yeah, we know. Yeah. He sucks. Um, but all, but to, like, to your point, he, he has been their most consistent shooter. And he now, every time, I don't know about you, I'm not a finely tuned athlete. When I do this, I stretch right. out my torso a little bit. Seems you know like what I mean? It would hurt, right? Yep. Yeah, like, Seems I'm like you might feel it. I'm not a pro basketball player. Seems like it would hurt, though. In, yeah. In, like, again, this is like, it's one of those things, like, I, I kept saying this about Chris Paul being out for the Suns, where it's like, like, we all might, like, our our perception of what Chris Paul is a, as a player at this point in his career, it all might be accurate, but with how thin their bench is, it makes him more valuable than he would typically be in another situation. Wiggins, I would say the same thing about because of how poorly Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole have shot the ball, right? Like that's where his offense 
is more valuable than we tend to think of it as because mm-hmm. of how poorly though poorly and inconsistent those two players specifically have been. We'd also like to just say this so we have it on record if it happens. If the Lakers are playing some BS and Anthony Davis is not going to play tonight, oh, it just it just it just doesn't. It, I I'll, I'll just say this now, and I think he's going to play. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do the Stephen A. thing where they were all laughing at him. That's not my thing. It just when I watch Anthony Davis clearly be bothered by bright lights, it seemed, and have to be you know escorted off the floor with a wheelchair to get back to the locker room after that hit to the head. I feel like that's a more serious thing than just less than ten hours after the game. No, he's fine. No, 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 no concussion. He's good. Like that's just doesn't make any sense to me. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I. Uh... Well, it was what well, was it, me and you. It was me and you before the pod yesterday, right? Where it's like we have all this information that we know of of how these guys get cleared from concussion mm-hmm. protocol, like the NBA's concussion protocol. I don't even think they call it that, but whatever, right? We have all the we we have all the details of what someone needs to do to clear to begin play again, but we don't actually know. From what I can tell, I can't figure out who actually gets to be the guy who decides if you have a concussion or not, and like it's an independent doctor who clears them for play. But if you're being diagnosed by a team doctor, it might not be uh, unbiased JVT, right? Like that's, that's where I'm with you. Like, I don't really know. You mean the team doctor that benefits from the Lakers winning in Western conference and the NBA finals? Yes, exactly. Like that is like, so it's like, But can we say really quickly, I'm not, we're not suggesting that the team doctor would hide anything from Anthony Davis and like put him in danger. We're saying that Anthony Davis would do the athlete thing where he's like, please doc, I'm fine. And the doc would say you are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and it's, but like, I I think it just, so I'm with you. I have no, I have no idea what to expect from Anthony Davis tonight because I keep thinking about all those things. Like I'm with you. How could you, after what we saw, it's almost hard to imagine that guy is perfect, but mm-hmm. okay, we have we have no reports to think that he's anything under ninety eight percent. You know what I mean? Like yep. I don't, I don't know. And, and like, let's just be fair. Be fair to everybody. I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a break on this situation. Even the guys, like we were critical of the guys laughing about it and stuff like that. But I'm going to give everybody of a break, but just because it's a it's a weird looking. Right. Mm-hmm. Which almost makes me more nervous and not less nervous. Like some people, but like it looked like a very soft hit that, it, but, but the post effects were very obvious of what we saw. I mean, the fact of him stumbling, like you said, and then having to be wheeled off on a wheelchair, like those are undeniable facts that make you wonder what the hell happened. Also an undeniable fact. That juice reel is an exciting new innovation in sports betting. That's not just another sports book. And if you haven't heard of it, it is a free tool that you should be using. Revolutionizes the way that you follow your bets and make betting decisions. A must-have app that lets you connect all your betting accounts from wherever you bet and all of your betting history automatically loads in. That's the best price, that's the best part, right? Technology. Just get it in there. I don't want to do any data entry. Yeah. More than just a bet for bet tracker, though, which is the best part. You're going to see stats about your own betting behavior and track record that you've never known before. So you can find weaknesses in your game and improve on those and also find out what your strengths are as a better too. Juice reanalyzes data from its entire user database too to help you bet even smarter. Check it out now for free. Juice Reel and all of its features, iPhone or Android, it's available there. Just download it. Juice Reel, Juice R-E-E-L, every sports better in all 50 states in the United States of America should be using Juice Reel. All right, Kelly, before we get out of here, any parting thoughts? Any Anything that we left on the cutting room floor that you would like to address? Um, 
you know what, JVT? I'm just going to say that every day above ground, it's a good day. As much as we complain about little things like basketball and stuff, if you're six feet above ground, it's a good day. All right, Pitbull. <laughs> what was the, that? Is, is that? is that a it's, Pitbull line? It's, it's, the, it's the intro to one of his songs. I believe it's the intro to Timber. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I just want to say that every day above ground is a beautiful day. And then they go into the, <laughs> I'm just going down. I'm yelling timber, that thing. By the way, I will say really quickly on that note. I don't remember that part of the song at the beginning, I guess. I think it's 2010. I'll have to go back and find it and send it to you. But that song was used for like an NBA playoffs intro for ESPN. Oh. Absolutely fire. Absolutely yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good jam. It's a good yes. jam. Yes, it is. That. All right, well, we're not going down like Timber, but you know, we're just going to take a couple of days off because it's the weekend. If you like Harvard Handicappers, guess what? Live bet Saturday. It's kind of like Harvard Handicappers. Check hey. it out. Coming up on Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time for those who are interested. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and we will talk to you again on Monday here on Hardwood Handicappers. Good luck. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.